0: Today on Parent Time, we discuss all things tiger-tailed as we talk to one half of the Children's Act, Pevan and Sarah. Sarah Kachires on Benny Asking People Questions. Since first appearing on the scene with the debut release, Pevan and Sarah, my next guest has gone on from strength to strength. Her most recent album, The Tiger Tale," is a collection of considered, acutely crafted songs designed to help kids out in some of the more trickier times of life. Drawing upon her knowledge and experience with children and early childhood, my guest here knows her stuff, and she's delivered it with scorching bass lines. I'm talking about the creator of Pevan and Sarah Sarah Kachias and she joins me here today. Hi, Sarah.
1: Hello, Benny. How are you?
0: I'm good, thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. very impressed. Yes. You I'm, got my
1: last name right. Well done. I'm
0: very impressed I got through that as well. What uh, people out there don't know is that was my fifth time, but we, we did get there at the end. Um, hey, just really off the top of, just up the top here, um, top five best live children's acts on the What's On for Australia awards. That's pretty oh. cool.
2: Look, it's look. We're stoked, actually. Um, I mean, we're up there with Peppa Pig and Mister Maker, and wow. so you know we're up against Robin. You know, Robin Shoulders with some top talent there. But we wow. are just absolutely stoked to be included with them. Um, so yeah, it's really exciting. We're off to Brisbane in June for the awards. Any chance to you know get the tiger in a tuxedo? So it should be good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. How did how did that come about? Is that something that you actually apply for, or is that just word of mouth. How do, how do you how do you end up in such a league?
2: Yeah, so we've been following them for a couple of years. I think the live children's entertainment category is actually quite new. Um, so I, it's maybe the second year it was Octonauts who won it last year. Yeah, of course it was. And we, so we knew they were around. And so the way it goes is you have to get a certain amount of nominations. So you just do your whole Facebook plea to all your fans, nominate us if you can. Oh, great. And, we, yeah, we're pretty lucky they did. And so then they open up a voting period of about three weeks and um, they just sort of uh, they tally the top top the top votes and the top five go through to the finals. So yeah, wow. we're pretty lucky
0: that's actually really good because even though, as you said, it's kind of driven by you in the first place, it still needs to come down to people wanting to support you. So you've obviously got the the. Do you know what I mean? There's obviously the support yeah, that look, there is yeah, in the first place.
2: Exactly. We've got a lot of community support, so we're really lucky that way. Um, I'm obviously a primary school teacher, so you know we've got the school behind us as well, which is um, is really great. So yeah, we were able to get enough votes to send us to Brisbane. So yeah, it's good.
1: What's this green stuff on my plate? And do I really have? It. what if i don't like the taste
0: oh but you've never even tried it sarah so let's go back to where it all started cuz you actually do peven and sarah with your husband don't you manny Yes, that's right. So how did that all come about? When Because my understanding is you both met – you met studying uh, – were you studying um, acting and – Well, you
2: yes, you've, you've, you've got your history down there. Um, yeah, we've actually – we met studying music. We went to the Victorian College of the Arts together. So we were both musos before we were teachers. Yep um you know we did the whole we did a 3 year degree um playing in you know dodgy pubs at you know 3 in the morning we've we've done the hard work there and then we actually both got teaching qualifications together so um, we started off as music teachers, but now I actually teach uh, prep or foundation, or I think you guys call it kindy in New South yes. Wales. So, so that's,
0: that's the five to six, isn't it? Or is that the four to five? Yes. Yeah,
2: so they come into like around four or five years old in yep. their first year, their first year of school, essentially. Yep. Um, so I'm a prep teacher, and Manny is at the same school with me. At, as me, uh, he teaches classroom music. Yep. And so um, in early days, I actually started working um, more in a program that was sort of catering for special needs students. And in my first year of teaching, I was like, holy moly, I need to go back to what I know, which was music. So we started writing these songs. Um, Children on the spectrum uh, specifically was sort of uh, relating to the music, um, and so we just kept writing. And then after a couple of years, we were like, "Hey, um, we came up with the concept of Kevin um, and Sarah." And so we've just been able to marry um, our two passions, which is music and teaching, quite nicely. And we're sort of, you know, we're drawing on our everyday experience in the classroom, um, as you would know, yeah. <laughs> kids learn things. Um, so, you know, there's always, you know, an endless supply of, of content there, um, constantly, you know, writing notes, what, you know, the things yeah. that they say. Um, in the classroom and turning them into songs that we hope will be useful for them, which it appears to be working so far. So I think we're doing all right.
0: Yeah, when you when you say d- working with a lot of children with those additional needs, I mean, yes, what what did you find they were responding to? I mean, was it was it a, a musical aspect of it? Was the actions the thing? I mean, what what did you find that you were doing that kind of wasn't necessarily uh, yeah. in in a lot of other standard kids' classics?
2: Yeah, sure. Look, um, it's a mixture completely because obviously, you know, every kid is different. And so in the beginning we were sort of targeting um, specific needs of specific students. And so, you know, we had some uh, particularly, on you know, with spectrum disorder who, you know, would relate really to that music and so would need, you know, they'd they'd be under a table with headphones on and, you know, that's all we'd get for them for, say, you know, an hour or so. But, you know, they were listening to the content so it was more about the music side of things whereas we had other children sort of relating to the lyrical side of things. Um, for example, um, you get what you get and you don't get upset yep. you know um, perhaps a, a, a meltdown or, or something would happen if if someone didn't get the green ball and it would be the end of the day and you know their world would collapse but you know we wrote these songs about how to deal with that kind of thing So really it's a it's a mixture of, of everything some of the songs, um, there's one we wrote about hands because, um, as you would know, kids put their hands in all unsanitary places. And so we wrote a song about appropriate places to put your hands, which isn't up your nose or down your pants. And so it was a real mixture of a of lot. So we just ended up with this sort of eclectic bunch of songs. And we're like, hey, probably got an album's worth here. So that's kind of how it happened.
1: They can shake and clap, shake. They can rub and pat, rub, pat They can wave and point and high-five too but that's not all that hands can do
0: Listening to the two albums, I mean, there's obviously, uh, musically, there's a big difference between you know, the Peven and Sarah and then Tiger Tail, which I think there was like two years between, wasn't there? Now, the other thing between uh, for the first one, Peven and Sarah, just the notion that you've got 17 songs on it, (laughs) whereas the second one has 10. But I also found, pardon me, I also found the second album, it felt like it was really considered and everything you just said sort of... kind of uh, kind of agrees to what I was thinking because the first album feels like a collection of unrelated songs like it sounds like you've just gone okay we've got all these songs that we're doing (laughs) for very individual reasons and musically your voice is in there but there's a lot of there's styles all over the shop in that one like they all gel but it hasn't got the the second one for me feels like it was a bit more coming of age and a bit more of a considered product is that kind of fair to say
2: you got it in a nutshell. That's completely right. And so those songs that we wrote for the first album, they were a collection over, say, two years or so. And it was literally me getting, like, I mean, one of the first songs, Stop, Look and Listen, it was one of my first days of teaching, like, ah, a bunch of five-year-olds and, you know, we need to get their attention. And so, and Manny and I would go through and because we'd been writing music, music for, for adults, say, and, you know, we found that out the bands we were in, they were, they, you know, they had a genre definition and then we sure. we got to these this writing this kids music and we didn't want to write we didn't want to write kids music we just wanted to write good music and so we used you know the skills we had and we we're like hey let's chuck in a bunch of genres here so they ended up it was this real eclectic jumble of songs that we would use in the
1: classroom
2: And then once we realised that we sort of had a thing going, we that second album was, uh, I guess it was, it was more targeted in the way that Manny and I could really channel what we were feeling musically. As well, I, I, I think I'm blabbing now, but that no, it was yeah, definitely a bit more target um, and a bit more direction with the second album because we realised what we had. We also, um, the difference being is that we wrote the first album without any uh, live stage experience with Peven and Sarah. Okay, that's so, interesting. Yeah, the concept was developed afterwards and so then we also got a feel for songs that would work on stage and interact with an audience because – Um, I mean, as you would know, it's very different, you know, standing up as a teacher and doing these songs and then being on a stage at a festival and trying to, you know, get the kids involved and engaged that way. So um, we had that in mind as well, knowing that we wanted to perform live. A lot of the songs are sort of more action orientated on the second album so that we could engage an audience that way
0: as well so yeah, absolutely and you can actually hear that because again quite conveniently you've leapt to i think my 17th question um oh, okay, <laughs> this is this is, <laughs> this is okay everyone anyway, thanks for that I, we're done now no, okay. um because the thing the thing about the tiger tail again is i was going to say there is a lot of there's there's a mix between that album between ones that i listen to and go that for me feels really live that feels like something that's orchestrated to be live to be performed yep. live to be shared Shared yeah. with the children, the energy yeah. is going to come from the children in the room. And then you do have other ones like I do think things like Don't Pop My Bubble and Bath Time potentially can exist more as an album song. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, but you've sort of answered the question already. You obviously, you, you do stop and think when you're writing the songs, okay, is this something that's going to be more good for live or is this something that's going to be more good for an album because they are different.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: completely. And, and, look, it depends on where we're drawing our inspiration from. Look, a lot of it does for, come from the classroom, but of a lot of it is Manny and I because we've, we've got a studio downstairs in our house, so it's very convenient for us to go, hey, it's a Saturday night and we've got nothing to do, let's go downstairs, and, you know, that the songs sort of eventuate from having a jam. So we're playing music that we like to play and then we're popping a topic on top that might be relevant to kids. So we're trying to write music that's, you know, not necessarily just kids' music but just good music and then with a sort of a, a, a kid's sort of theme and make it relatable to them. So, you know, it might be Manny coming up with a bass line or it might be me coming up with a hook or Manny's, you know, jamming out on the drums, whatever it is, um, we're sort of approaching it musically because it's there and it's convenient and then we're, hey, let's let's pop that kind of, you know, classroom topic on it as well. But then, I mean, I'm going around in circles here, but that said, a lot of our music is just, hey, Let's have a dance and let's have fun because that's good to do as well. So they're not all sort of that educational approach as well.
0: Yeah, totally. And I think that's in the, I think that's a teacher approach as well because I do often wonder, like listening to the albums as well, do you, you know, do you find yourself kind of going, oh, God, do we always have to teach something? Can we just like have a laugh with the kids? Like, you know, and I think, I think when you spend eight hours a day helping a child. Draw, he'll hold a pen or something. The last thing I know, last thing you want to do is go and write a song about it.
1: Don't you love it when it's quiet? We can sneak around the house, we can tiptoe very softly, just pretend that you're a mouse.
0: Do, a um, do you find yourself doing that, like particularly if you are writing songs that are a bit more, uh, not teachery, that's not fair, but like theme-based, yeah. like for example, I like it loud. Yeah. Um, that's obviously quite, I hear that, that's a real classroom song, that's a real, you know, let's do loud, soft, loud, soft, it's very loud, it's very, yeah. um, but then, you know, but then do you find yourself in a situation like that going, Oh, I'm just always kind of teaching. Can I just kind of yeah. go and have a laugh and make noise about something?
2: Exactly. Well, it's it's funny that you should say the loud, soft thing came from the classroom because actually you've picked one of our songs that didn't come from the classroom. And that was just Manny and I literally mucking around the studio because naturally I, I think uh, Pevins – Personality sort of is reflected a little bit in Manny, and that's just very much Manny and I, loud and soft. And so, you know, we were we were mucking around in the studio one day. I think we were listening to Hanson at the time. Do you remember Hanson?
0: <laughs> I do remember Hanson. Hanson. Yes. Yeah. Okay, they're actually still good, by the way. i imagine they've got to be in their forties by now, aren't they?
2: No, they're actually they're <laughs> about my age. So, um, but they've got like hundreds of kids. But anyway, their music's really good. Check it out. Um, but we were listening to Hanson, and so and that kind of inspired us. And we would, uh, yeah, that's how that. So the loud and soft. Did didn't actually come from the classroom and actually was just us mucking around so it's interesting you should say that
0: oh, please turn it down Sarah here she goes again you know my ears are much bigger than yours ah that's much better Talking about Peven then, so going back to when at some point you and Manny were sitting uh, teaching and you started having all these songs, and you went, "Look, we've got an album. Why yeah. not just release an album of Sarah or Manny and Sarah? What, where, and why did um, you create Peven?"
2: Okay, um, actually, I think it's a really cute story where Peven came from. Um, I've always, I always wanted to take it live like I that's kind of my thing I just you know the whole stage thing music whatever it is yep. um, you know to an audience so that was always going to be a thing but Pevin the tiger actually was uh, in my first year of teaching he was um, a cuddle buddy I had you've probably done this before uh, yeah, of I, had, I, I had a cuddle buddy and they'd take it home every one person would take it home each week and they you know record yep. a diary the of adventures. what' people, yeah, and so my cuddle buddy was a. Uh, uh, you remember pillow pets? They were a
0: pillow and a pet, yeah. and they had. Yes, yes, I do. Yes, I do. And they folded over, and they had a yes, Velcro bit. Folded-
2: and- yeah. Yes. So Peven, well, he wasn't Peven yet. He was a tiger, and he was from Kmart, and the kids took it home each week. And um, and anyway, so we needed to name our cuddle buddy, and we I had this little deer in my class um she hadn't said boo all year like literally all year and you know we were brainstorming some awesome names for this tiger that we had and she put up her hand and she said pevin i said oh do you mean kevin she said no (laughs) pevin i was like oh okay and then some other little boy came up with his full name is pevin stripey and so because i was just so stoked to hear her speak and so this cuddle buddy became pevin and so pevin spent the year in my class um as a soft toy going home each weekend and you know having these amazing stories written about him and um and then at the end of the year uh he retired, but Manny and I came up with the concept first. So then it was Pevan and Sarah. So that's where Pevin actually came from.
0: So that little girl was is potentially eight or nine, uh, probably yeah. a little bit older now. A so bit older now, yep. Is she, she must be quite overwhelmed and thrilled to know that her idea has gone on to become this thing.
2: Yeah, for sure. Look, the first time she came to one of our shows um, – yeah, it was amazing. We've got photos with her. Um yeah, she's full of – I mean her parents were were pretty happy as well. Um but yeah, it was pretty special. So yeah, Pevin came from from her. Yes. Yeah, that's great.
0: Um yeah. is it um my understanding is they're really expensive those costumes? Did you get that <laughs> did you get that made yourself? Oh did my- you or did you literally walk past the shop and go Oh my god, Manny.
1: Yeah, you look, can't you're be- selling
0: a tiger. Out forget <laughs> it.
1: It was actually an op shop deal. Like we
2: just went to the Salvos and picked it up once. No, I'm kidding. You can't window shop a tiger. That's for
0: no, sure. no. I've tried for years. But, yeah,
2: <laughs> we're um, we're pretty. I'm pretty lucky. I've got a pretty talented nana. So anything that Sarah wears on stage <laughs> wow. is um is sewn by Nana. So that's pretty awesome. But no, peven actually originated from China. Um, yep. but uh, and there there were originally um. We 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 got Peven and he and he came, and Pevin got uh, Peven got a bit dirty. So we thought we'd get Peven a brother. And Peven um, didn't quite
0: look like the brochure.
1: Yeah. No- <laughs> <laughs> no, he looked alright. He just got dirty real quick because he had a
0: white
2: tummy, and you get lots of cuddles from, oh, yeah, from sure, sure, yeah. can't have that. <laughs> little children, you know, with ice cream all over their face. Anyway, so Peven had a brother who came also from China, and Peven's brother arrived and was crushed in the post. Oh. So um, look, we've had our ups and downs acquiring Peven, but look, he's he's pretty rock steady now. Um, so <laughs> he, yeah. he's doing
0: all. Oh, he's yeah. been through. He's been through a lot.
1: Heaven is a tiger. Hear him roar. Never gets out his angry claws. You can count his stripes. One, two, three, four. Here's a very stripey, super
0: friendly Peven. That's me, Sarah Man. Who who is Peven?
2: Who is Peven? Yeah. The tiger.
0: Yeah. Is it is it played by Manny?
2: Manny, what are you talking
0: about? <laughs> oh,
2: I don't actually understand the question.
0: <laughs> Let me rephrase that. Yeah, sure, Does, go for it. is Manny and Peven yeah. ever in the same room at the same time? Never ever. Okay.
1: They play together every day. and best of friends in
0: every way. role within the group, because I was listening to the songs trying to work out, because obviously, obviously, well, the first question is is it, is it nice, particularly when you're songwriting, when you're writing songs for children? Is it nice having the two independent voices? Is there something about having two independent characters in the songwriting? Does it free you up at all? Does it enable you to tackle things a bit clearer as if, as opposed to just being one person speaking directly?
2: Yeah, look, I think so. Um, a lot of the stuff you hear on the album is very ad lib as well, um, the, the talking especially from Pevan and Sarah. And Pevan isn't or wasn't a singer until the second album, so you, in the Tiger Tale, Peven actually has a bit of a singing solo. Um, he's got a very low voice, but I think he does all right. Um, but yeah, so it, the the characters, um, yeah, a lot of that's sort of ad lib. I think from from what we've gathered uh, from Peven and Sarah is that Peven very much knows what's going on. He's a very sensible tiger. Um, he's got great manners. He's you know he's a real He's a real mother hen in that way, and I think Sarah is is very much still learning. Um, she's very much like her students in the cra- in the class, and so that's kind of the roles they've taken on. Peven's kind of leading the way, um, you know, striving forward, and and Sarah's l- learning as she goes. But yeah, it's okay. definitely great.
1: Yeah.
0: That's interesting because I kind of heard, I I almost heard Pevenas not not the, the difference but, but the person that was always a bit more unsure but I yeah. guess now you're saying that I guess the, the 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 uncertainty from what I was hearing is probably not um out of uh inexperience it's more out of Let's be careful and let's think about what we're doing. So, is that, is that, yeah, more, look,
2: he's a tiger in a human world. So, yeah. you know, that, that's tricky as well. Mm. He's just, you know, negotiating his way carefully through. So,
0: <laughs> um, is it really, really hot? Uh, no, I can't ask that question, can I? I was going to say, is it really, yeah, of course hot? you can. Is it really yeah. hot inside that Pep outfit? Gets
2: very hot. <laughs> he does. Um, his fur, look, it's not made for this climate of Australia. That's for sure. Like, really, if we're being honest. Yeah, he's, totally. Kevin does like to wear ice in a vest, and he often has –
0: Wow, during during performances?
2: Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah.
0: Okay. Oh,
2: yes. Otherwise, we're going to have – yeah, because it's – Kevin's fair is like wearing a doona.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, and how long are the shows? Are we talking 45 to an hour? What are you – We
2: used to think we were really tough in the beginning, and we'd go to 45 to an hour, and then, you know, we'd have a bit of – dry reaching backstage so (laughs) shows are a little little bit shorter now usually they're about a 30 minute set but then we we try to incorporate a meet and greet after that so we come off the stage and and meet the kids so we're sort of doing about 45 minutes but it's part show part meet and
0: greet what's important for you in a show like what when you when you're sitting down with manny to to organize a show and put something together particularly in in the wake of being nominated you know the best five (laughs) live performers ever that have ever done anything How um, what 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 do you consider when you're going live to to children? What's what's what are the things in the, in the forefront of your mind?
2: Oh, look, there's a bunch of things. Like, I mean, we do a bunch of festival gigs, so a, a lot of it is uh, where we are at the time. So we really have to vibe on what kind of conditions we're in. Um, but we just try and make look. It's just about. We've got half an hour, and so these kids, you know, often kids' acts, as you would know, are scheduled, you know, first thing in the morning. So we're first up, you know, we did St Kilda Festival in in Feb. They've got, you know, great headliners, you know, they go until midnight, but, you know, the kids' zone is operating from nine in the morning, and so... Kids have just, just woken up on a Sunday morning and they're coming down to the festival and there's food stalls and the whole lot's going on. And so we, we often, I mean, you would know, you often get, you know, a couple of, you know, families strolling by and, totally. you Well, know, the
0: parents want to check everything out before they well, get that's settled the and, yeah.
2: Exactly. So they're going to do the lap before they come back and see you. So <laughs> Which
0: will take half an hour.
2: Exactly. And there's a set gone. and, hey, we've performed to two
0: kids, which is not a bad thing. We've performed no, to less. That's two, but. <laughs> that's too, that is two kids reached. And, exactly. Uh, you know, and that that's potentially $32. So.
1: Exactly. Potentially. <laughs> yeah. Buy our CD, please. No. Hey, Pevan, did you know everyone has a bubble around them? Yeah, it's called our personal
0: space bubble.
1: I know you're friendly and I know you care. But this is my space. Yours is over there. I love a... As a
0: teacher, particularly when you spend so much time performing in front of children just daily in a class of 30, and then you'd go, you know what, I'm actually going to take this out onto a stage in front of children. I think often you can find yourself in a situation where you go, actually, you know what, this this is quite... I knew it would be a bit different, but this is actually quite different. For example you know, this child's just kind of bashing into those kids and that child's doing this and you're sort of doing your best not to be the teacher going, you have to leave because you're not sharing But You know what I mean? Did you, did you find it actually quite different leaving the classroom where you have 30 dedicated children watching you that you know and have relationships with to all of a sudden yes. being in front of 30 strangers that are also yeah. they were their parents?
2: Yes, completely. And I'm sure you would understand it's completely different. Look, the only thing I'm thankful for is that, I mean, you'd have one too. Your teacher voice comes in, in quite handy, but there's definitely a different line in the sand when it comes to the classroom and the stage. Um
0: Look. Yeah, I find it really hard to, to manage the two. <laughs> I often find myself busting kids and I go, Oh my god, you're not my child. I don't even know who you are. I'm just like telling you you need to go and sit down. I mean, I'm sorry, sorry.
2: <laughs> no, okay, we need to use our inside voices
0: now. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's not your turn. You've had a turn. Yes, parents just looking at you, going, "Oh my god, you're talking to my child that way." Yeah, sorry. I
2: know. Yeah. It, yeah, look, it's a tough line, but um look, the only thing we've really ever had any issues with is when the kids get on stage. Have you ever? I'm not sure. We've had one, and they've crawled up the front steps and actually knelt <laughs> on the fallback speaker and unplugged the entire production, <laughs> and so that it's like. Okay, buddy, we're just going to hop off the stage here so no one gets electrocuted. Off you go. That's the way. Does anyone great. own this child? But we're really, really <laughs> so, yeah. good
0: climbing. That's great climbing. You've done great really climbing. well That's there. Good. That's excellent Isn't the way you've done that.
2: <laughs> yeah, gross motor skills, exactly. But, um, and also, I mean, we've also got, it's a li- little bit hazardous, but Peven has really big feet and a really long tail. And so, you know, we've had the odd, hey, I'm up on stage pulling on Pevin's tail, but I'm about to get stepped on because Pevin can't see where he's going. So it's, you know, a fine balance between crowd control and, you know, entertaining the masses.
0: You've got some
1: groovy
0: moves, Sarah.
1: Thanks, Pevin. You're a great dancer too.
0: I like to dance. I just wish I had some more tiger moves. Got any ideas?
1: Kevin likes to dance, boy, that tiger
0: can groove. And so what comes first for you? are you are you topic focused or are you music focused or is there not really uh, um, look we
2: get I think that we've been asked that before, and it really changes. It completely changes. It depends. you know Friday night I come home and go, "Oh my goodness, this is what this person did, yeah. this is what we need a song about, for and goodness. we go, bang, that's it. Other times it's, you know, it, we're just mucking around musically and, and the song comes out and then we, you know, pair it with a with a theme lyrically. So it's it's a real big mix
0: really. Yeah, sure. And do you yeah. obsess over your lyrics or has it come quite easy for you?
2: Look, um, I don't obsess but I find and I've always been told I have to be very careful that I'm not too wordy. If you haven't noticed already, I speak 100 miles an hour, and then I just try and get all of those words in the song. Yes, and yes. people always tell me that there's too many words, but I test them by the five-year-olds, and they speak just as fast as I do. So I don't see any problem there. Yeah. So, I, But then again, like, you know, we're, we're a huge influence. Like, you know, these kids are listening to these songs. You've got to be... I know you've got to be quite mindful, not, you know, protected because we want it to be real, but you have to be mindful that, you know, these kids, you know, I've got kids in my grade singing, I don't know if you've heard the gibberish rap. Yeah, I was about to bring that
0: one up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
2: so they're like, chicka chicka plee flee bocce botchy, but what, what does that even mean? I mm. don't know. It's just fun to say. Mm. So, yeah, um, not obsessive, but I am mindful, I think.
0: Yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, you know, I mean – we, you talk faster, kids. Anyway, I mean, it's just your personality. It's not like they they can't cope with it, you know. They keep and up. I think, and I think that's the thing. Particularly as a teacher, when you are writing, you often find yourself with people saying, oh, maybe, perhaps, have you thought about this?" And you kind of go, yeah. "Well, you know what?" I'm pretty acutely aware of what kids are capable of and what they can actually deal with. And also, you know yeah. what, if they don't know it, they'll ask them. That's, yeah, exactly. That's pretty simple yeah. to, to sort out. Talking about the lyrics, there's one song in particular that I think's a real triumph um, of yours, um, yours and Manny, that it, it kind of feels to me could only have been written by a teacher, which is the Don't Pop My Bubble. <laughs> The only, reason I bring, the only reason I bring that up is because even though it's quite simple, um, there's just notions in there. I just don't think you would have thought of had you not found yourself quite regularly trying to talk to a five-year-old, four-year-old why it's not okay to go and touch that person's face.
2: Well, stick their finger up their nose. Yeah, yeah I know. Do you know
0: what I mean? Like I kind of – there was really – was, I was listening to it and there was something really sweet about some of the – and, I, and unfortunately I should have written them down, which is not very good. That's research okay. of mine. But I was listening to it and I was just sort of listening to things going, oh, yeah, like I've I've said those things and I just don't think I'm – I'm a little bit reluctant to believe they would be the kind of things that a person would think of had they not been in oh. – most people's experiences are with their own children. Yeah, a teacher's experience with several children, and also trying to talk to an, somebody else's child and say, "I'm not feeling comfortable with what you're doing," and a lot of people won't ever be saying that to another child. And so there was just words and phrases in there. I thought, you not. You wouldn't know that unless you have found yourself having to say that to a child."
2: Yeah. Look, and as as you would know, and it's it's a mixture too because. There's some children that that song works for because they get so excited and they just have to play ninjas and they're kicking and they're Mm. karate chopping and, you know, they're pushing and shoving and it's all in good fun but we're just, you know, having a really good time. So, hey, let's just keep our hands to ourselves. Mm. And then there's the other kids who I just love you so much that I'm just going (laughs) to hug you all of the time and I'm going to touch your face and play with your hair and, and, you know, the other one's getting quite uncomfortable. So it's, you know, a mixture of
0: of the two that go together. Actually, yeah. Completely. I think that's, and you've just, sorry to interrupt, but that's, I think that's exactly, you've just sort of landed exactly what I mean. Often when people are talking about those things, it's a little bit like you're kind of referencing a negative behavior. You're saying, you know, don't touch that person like that. Don't do that. But what you've acknowledged in that is this is actually also coming from a position of just total affection and love.
2: Yeah, look, and look, and Pevan says, you know, I, I love cuddles, but just not all the time. Mm. And so, yeah, and look, that's also another kind of buzz topic at the moment as well. You know, um, children being responsible for their own bodies and, mm. you know, giving consent about other people touching them, um, things like that. You know, you hear it a lot these days. And so I think it's, you know, just that whole, um, you know, this is my space and that's yours. And, mm. you know, it's okay to cuddle, but, you know, give, giving the kids that kind of the, um, the words to express yeah. their feeling and, and to, uh, you know, th- that you need consent to touch. you know, it's, it's sort of, I know it was a tricky, it was a actually really tricky one to write because a lot of people feel very differently about it. And so we did, look, at the end of the day, I just went for what was working uh, for us at the time. And you know the kids in my grade will stand there and they'll draw their little bubble around them. And hey, it's it's working at the moment. So,
0: but that's the thing; it's it's articulated in a way that covers all bases, which I I really just don't think a lot of people would have really have sort of thought about or picked on about that. It's it's not necessarily uh, coming from a negative place, and that's kind of why I wanted to bring it up. But um, yeah, yeah, I mean, look at the end of the day, well done. I brought up because I I thought it was really well, really well. What's the word? It was um, it was respectfully dealt with, you know what I mean? Oh,
2: thank you. That's good. Well, uh, my, my family actually picked on us for that one because um, <laughs> it, it's it's something, something, something. Uh, use your words instead and then they're like, what words? What words are you going to use? And so Pevan quickly says, friendly words
0: <laughs> over the top. we are going to change that when we get home. Mental note to self, change that when we get home.
1: Oh, don't you pop?
0: that perspective um and i, I sort of, i won't take much more of your time i appreciate the time you've given me sir it's been excellent and i just sort of sort of um got a couple of questions left to wrap it up but there's one question in particular that is again for a, a teacher because you also don't have children yourself do you
2: i have 17
0: of them i just give them back at 17 30. yeah sure <laughs> <Fair> cool <call. Touché. laughs> um Often, particularly with children's music at the moment, there's this big swing, uh, there's this big thing that's happening is what's happening is musicians are having children and then they're finding themselves, and I've seen a lot of this in the last six, seven years, and they're finding so- themselves disgruntled with what is available in children's mm-hmm. music. Yeah, and so. so what they do is they they go, okay, well, I'm going to write my own stuff. And this has brought about some really quite insightful, amazing albums. Yeah. Um, However, what it's also brought out is I think this notion that people are trying really hard to also appease the parents.
2: Yeah. Now,
0: I don't think that's a bad thing at all, Mm -hmm. but I'm wondering what's your opinion on this thing that we are providing content for children, particularly in your work and also just in work you listen to and what you're conscious of. Yeah. Where does that need to make sure the parents are appeased? Where does that fall into your process?
2: Look, um, I think we're writing, we're writing as musos who are teachers, so it's always been about the music for us. Um, so that's where we're coming from. Look, the biggest compliment we've ever had is a parent came up to us and said oh my goodness, I love your music, I can listen to it in the car and not want to throw the CD out the window. <laughs> so that that to us says, hey, we're, I think we've got some parents on board with, you know, our funky bass lines and, you know, whatever. It, like the music is is quite enjoyable to listen to. But, you know, it's tough because yes we're we're children's artists but and we're competing against well not competing but we're you know we're in the mix with the wiggles and you know high five and you know those big names but kids don't just listen to kids music they listen to Katy Perry and they listen to Justin Bieber and as long as it's good music they're going to listen to it and mm. so you know we're we're trying to we're up against you know some of the biggest productions mm. you know on the planet and so i, I think approaching it not as as kids music yes it's it's themed towards children yes our our audience is say one to seven sorry you know three to seven years old but I think if you approach the music in the way that uh it's got to be enjoyable for all ages then I, I, I you kind of can't go wrong in that way. Does that make sense?
0: No, totally. I mean, I guess, I guess to paraphrase, it's a bit like if you are putting any level of respect and um, time into the music you're creating, chances are it's going to be enjoyable anyway. That's the Doesn't thing. Who you are. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah, for sure. Um. One last question, um, and sure. again, thank you so much for your time. Where, what's next? Because I did see that you've had a couple of tracks through ABC. Um, what's, where's where's Pevan and Sarah going? What's happening in 2017, 2018,
2: 2034? <laughs> 2034. <laughs>
0: um, boy, evil. Everyone's got a 20-year plan.
2: Of course they do, <laughs> and it's completely organised and ready to yep, go. We're exactly. working towards it one bit Stand of a way. Look, no, th- this year we're gonna we're gonna continue to to work on our performing. We've got um, we're performing for the Royal Children's Hospital uh, Good Friday Appeal coming up soon, which we're really excited about. Plus, a lot of touring. We want to get out there um, and head up the east coast. Actually, we're heading up your way in September, and we've got uh, tentative bookings for a China tour next year um wow. and we're actually working on a bit of sort of visual content as well that's what we're working towards at the moment so we want to sort of put pevin and sarah on screen so and also we're working we've already started work on the the next album as well so look it's it's all go 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 at the moment um
0: yeah so i'm yeah, gonna it's, say it's obviously pretty busy times is it pretty easy working with your husband or is there or is a times when it's a bit tricky
2: It's probably the easiest thing ever, and I mean, probably not good for our, you know, mental state because we don't ever turn off. (laughs) Like it's just yeah, sure. Because we work together too; we're at the same school, so wow. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, (laughs) it's pretty constant. So, um, yeah, so if we're, uh, it's either the the classroom or the studio, but it's pretty go go go. But hey, you you know, hashtag well, YOLO or whatever.
0: Hashtag yeah. me, and, me and Manny. Um, <laughs> well, look, Sarah, it's it's really great. They're great albums, and the, uh, you know, the Tiger Tail in in particular. Like as I said before, I could I could hear in Pevin and Sarah that it was it was it was a bit of you just going, you know, God, we just got all these songs. Let's just get them out. But it, you can hear the progression moving into Tiger the Tiger Tail, and you can hear where you're heading, and you can hear what you're doing. And from where I sit. It sounds pretty sweet. Um... But, yes, thank you, Sarah. I appreciate your time today and I appreciate you filling us in on what you're doing and uh, giving us some sort of sneak preview into what appears to just be the chaos of your life moving forward with this thing. Um, <laughs> chaos? <laughs> well, not <laughs> chaos, but it <laughs> seems to be very busy. And in my world, busy is chaos because I don't deal with it well. Um, but <laughs> and,
2: you, hey, also, thanks for the platform because, you know, there's not many people doing this. So to even, you know, just let us muse those vent about it, to, you know, to someone who, who is genuinely interested in what we're doing is really fantastic. So I appreciate your time as
0: well. Thank you. It's my pleasure um, and I'm glad I can do it. Um, excellent. We'll take care and we'll speak soon. Awesome. Thanks, Benny. Okay, thank you. If you'd like to know more about Peven and Sarah, then visit their website at www.pevenandsarah.com and for more Parent Time goodness, then visit www.bennytime.com. Thanks for listening to me, Benny, Asking People Questions.